You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Hey, I'm John, I'm your host, and hey, I'm joined by John and making his second appearance, Aidan. How are you doing? How you doing, mate? I'm just Andy. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it's episode 23, uh, season 7, two dollars as well. So, good to have you back on, Aidan. Appreciate that, thanks for having us. Uh, but you're delighted to be back on this week as well. Delight- delighted as wherever. Aye. Um, yeah, I picked a better weekend for it. I know. Um, That's because Chris went to Hayden, so well done you stepping up to the plate and showing face. Take one for the team, mate, I'll take one for the Yeah. Aye, we'll come on to Chris later on because um, he, he did make one of the tweets of the week, um, which I will come on to. Um, so, charity bet, uh, we were talking last couple of weeks about how we're kind of getting close to the £500 mark. Be nice to get it done before to get it before Christmas. That was more in hope rather than expectation, even though we've been having a really good season. Um, because you know what it can be like, you can go for weeks without a winner. So, First goal scorer, we went with McWiggan. Um, didn't come in. He did score, uh, but it wasn't first. The other bet, at half-time, we were looking a wee bit worried. Um, two, of the game, two of the teams were running. St. Mirren and Mintrose were both winning, but Air were behind. But Air have been that good this season, you still think, aye, there's a wee chance here. They came back superbly in the second half to win 4-1. And we managed to add another £65.85 pence to the charity pots, who we are now above the £500 mark, with £505.52. So, we're smashing it. Yeah, I mean, to think that last Christmas we weren't even at half of that, um, and we struggled to get to, well, we got £400.9, so to beat last season's tally already is just fantastic, and whatever charity benefits, um, they'll certainly be grateful to good guys and McBicky again. That you're getting the Christmas stuff in early, aye? No, I was just talking about where we were this time last year. Last Christmas? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, So, it's been a good one anyway, so far. Um, Who knows where we'll end up at the end of the season, in terms of how much we'll get. And whilst we're on, um, since this is Aiden's first appearance since the last time, um, you put in your big contribution with that Ian Flanagan, so well done to you again for that call. That fourteen to one. Yeah, Beginner's luck. No pressure, eh? <laughs> uh, it's betting big things now, but I know that that is that was a bloody great one. That's basically what. Aye, it's contributed contributed a fair amount. Two hundred forty pound that was. Um, so I. What what we aim for then? What do we aim for now? Because usually we've aimed to, to get £500 and we've been pretty happy with that, but we're at £500 already, so we don't want to get too greedy. Well, go for 600 600 come on. Say no be greedy. Don't be, don't be a miser. Don't be a Scrooge. <laughs> what the hell? All right, we'll go for 750 750 750 would you reckon? Take it in 250s. There you go. I think you're, you're 500 halfway through the season. I think you go for it. Go for the grand. Oh, oh, oh grab a grand. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I, oh, did, I didn't even read that. Pressure, I didn't even read that as well. With a ho, ho, ho. That was just purely coincidence. <laughs> a bit of Santa banter. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, should, should... I just hope we don't get stuck up the chimney with that one and then we... Continue to the thousands. Does that even come down the chimney anymore? I thought it was all like with that sparkle dust in through the front door. I the magic key and things like that. I oh, do you think he's good. Depends away. on the household. That was a problem if you stayed in the high flats, wasn't it? Oh, uh, well, I. Or if you know, if you've not got a chimney, <laughs> then you're pretty snookered. Uh, but basically, if you're Santa Claus, um. Uh, well, if you're not Santa Claus, that magic dust supposedly lets you indoors. So any robbers listening to the podcast, uh, Christmas Eve is a good time because I uh, that fairy that, that sparkle dust I think it just opens doors. Uh, so I. Uh, 
Uh, I know it. there's been robbery in some games this season. Well, that's what I was looking into. That's what I was looking into. See, I set, set you up for that one. Uh, <laughs> so I... Obviously, aye, there was a midweek card last week, which we'll just touch briefly on before we go on to the weekend game. So yeah, that was I probably the game last midweek, where, by all accounts, Hibs dominated first half, but Rangers, just before half-time, managed to get a equaliser, and then went on to win. Yeah, they got their two goals in the last two minutes of that half, um, although the second one for Morelos... I- what on earth Marciano was playing at? It was one of the worst pits of goalkeeping. No real number one is don't you know make yourself big, don't get beat your near post, and he failed in both. Um, but Hibs should have won that game, special setting half. I mean they hit the post a couple of times, should have had a penalty. Although I must say Rangers should have had a penalty the first half as well. Uh, so, yeah. but um, but no credit to Rangers for digging out the the win in that night. Yeah, Morelos uh, on the score sheet. Uh, the goal you mentioned about the near post. In. See, I don't know whether that's still a thing because you get see a lot of keepers now getting beaten near post. I think it's almost that way that the strikers are trying to deceive the keepers by putting it near post because it's as if the keeper doesn't expect it. Because you're, mm-hmm. you're told when you're young as a striker, hit a cross goal. Because if it doesn't mm-hmm. go in, the keeper makes a save, it'll come out, maybe the, someone gets a rebound. So maybe it's kind of that way strikers are being a bit clever and not doing it at times. Mm-hmm. So give credit Possibly, to the striker. But... Maybe give credit to the striker as well. Um, Possibly, but um, I would give more blame to the goalkeeper with that particular one. But right. maybe I'm just a harsh critic. Fair enough. Um, so, as well, last midweek, what did we have? Motherwell. Losing to Bobby Thistle. Bit of a shock. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Though Motherwell haven't been in great form since the Cup game. Cup final. Mm-hmm. You wonder, you wonder where this is, where this is going to go from Motherwell. Um, for the big news that we'll touch on. Um, I can but, touch uh, on it now. I can touch on it now. We obviously Louis Moult signing for Preston. He's played his last game for the club. You're talking about a guy that's got the that's good for a goal every two games, if not better than that. I think. Um, is, is, is it getting to them? Do you think? I think we touched on it a few weeks ago in terms of it's not the first time a team has been in a cup final and then struggled in the weeks after. I think you go from that extreme high of being in a cup final to then I know it's your bread and butter but it must be quite difficult I think to go back to it. Um, They are getting affected as well. Maybe consistency of selection is not there as well now. They're picking up a few injuries, suspensions so that's maybe not helping Mm-hmm. His goal is yeah, think... a massive loss, but the partnership as well between him and Bowman um, can't be understate- understated as well. I think there's a few factors. I mean, there's obviously the hangover effect from playing in the cup final and being so close to ending Celtic's record at that point, um, and they've had a bit of a calm down. Um, they've run into some injuries and suspensions, um, and uh, I think some teams are starting to suss them out as well. Um, but you know, so it's they better watch the form. We'll touch a bit more later. Um, they don't get sucked back down. But as for Malt, that's also going to be a huge loss. Um, that he's decided that he's going to be driving home for Christmas back down to England. Um, but it's, I, I hear as well that um, Motherwell have got a sixty percent sell-on clause if Malt does go for big money from Preston to wherever. And was every chance that sixty percent is what is the figure I've been told. Hi. Impressive business. Yeah. But given that Marvin Johnson went from Oxford to Middlesbrough for three million, um, and will get uh, 30-40% off that, there's every chance they could get something big for William Malt if he continues where he left off in the championship. Yeah. I think the big thing as well with William Malt, from maybe we'll put it to an Aberdeen point of view, so we want Aberdeen. we had a chance, supposedly, to get him in the summer. We don't know how far talks went, whether there was a bid, or what, or how far it went. Um, just imagine where we could possibly be if we'd managed to sign him. Because our strikers haven't been particularly um, setting the season on fire with goals. So, the one that got away, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just wonder if we put in an extra 50 grand, 100 grand, would we have got them? But then would Mother be more desperate to sell to us than being a rival? I don't think so. Then when they know what the market's like in England. Yeah. Makes it tough ones. Makes it tough for us to sign them in the future as well. Because obviously we have in the past signed players that have gone down south that's maybe not worked out for them. Um, so if there's a 60% sell on clause. So, yes. I, big game of the weekend, I think we need to say Hibs were involved again. Uh, Aberdeen hosted Hibs for the early kickoff on Saturday. And it was, I think, the performance that we've been wanting all season. Uh, there's no doubt that was the best performance of the season. Um, you know, first five minutes, Hibs looked as though they were going to be up for it. And then we took control, scored the opening goal. Um, that was a great move. Great ball by McLean. Nice cushion pass by Mackay Stephen. Uh, Sending with the finish. And as for Mackay Stephen, um, when I saw his team line up and I saw he was in for sure, I was a wee bit disappointed because I thought Stuart um, deserved a wee run the team. Yeah, we um, spoke about it last week, didn't we? Yeah, and Stuart Bellacounts was very good against St. Johnson in the midweek game that we won 3 now. Yep. But Mackay Stephen shut me up. Um, I was delighted for him because he's, there's a definite player in there. Um, but uh, And he showed that. But um, he's not always showing it, and his career at Aberdeen has been stop start. But hopefully yeah. that'll get him going. That was a tremendous hat trick for him, especially the third goal. Um, you know, the nice little control in the one two with them. Was it Chris they played the one two with? I mean, they all had something, the goals. Uh, I mean, you obviously uh-huh. you had the nutmeg from McGregor for the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Then you had uh, yeah, that was just it. great determination and Rob Ambrose as well. Um, and then a nice composed finish and then yeah the, mm-hmm. the last one yeah where he does at first his control wasn't great but then the next bit of play is lovely uh, plays it and aye nice one two with me one two with me it was mm-hmm. and yeah lovely finish now I was reading a stat actually before the game on Saturday now up till Saturday's game uh, if we want to mention the three players that have been predominantly playing wide, I know Chris has played wide there at times as well. We had Greg Stewart, now 805 minutes, one goal and one assist. This is in the league. Uh, Mackay Stephen, prior to the game on Saturday, 621 minutes, one goal and an assist. So, that's what he stood. And then Scott Wright, 526 minutes and one goal. So if you compare that to prior seasons, when we've had the likes of Hayes and McGinn, um, Certainly a big difference. However, we're actually better off for points than we were last season. Yeah. This time, this stage, and we're actually higher in the league. So we've said it early on in the season. We'll learn to win games different ways, but um, the game on Saturday gives us another option in terms of having that win. Oh, don't know what happened there. Darth Vader's trying to join us. Um, <laughs> Aiden's been called many things, but I don't know if he's been called that. So, that's not that's not that's not, that's not harsh, is it not? <laughs> Do you know? Is that not a compliment? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm there. Are you showing another enterprise there, Aiden? Am I sounding strange? No, you're alright. Just at first we thought we did think Darth yeah, Vader was calling in. Um, <laughs> so I I Aiden went for I don't know, he went real for a pee or something like that. No, I just disconnected me there. Just disconnected. Uh, good to have you back anyway. We're just talking about how Who's great you? our just talking about how great Aberdeen are, basically, on Saturday. Yes, and you have no argument from me. Aberdeen were fantastic. Um, so a good a good weekend all round in terms of when we move on to what happened in the, the teams around them. Obviously, obviously Hibs were up there in terms of one of the teams that's challenging for the upper echelons of the, the league. Um, but then obviously Rangers and Celtic, they, they both lost. Uh, should touch as well in Aberdeen you mentioned about, about Mackay Stephen when the fact you seem to get me starting kind of maybe not too keen the other thing that I kind of looked on as well was I thought we lacked a bit of physical looked like, looked like we were going to maybe lose out physically but we certainly didn't uh, the fact that Arneson was out because his wife was having a baby um, but then mm-hmm. made the midfield look again where you've got Shinny and McLean which at times this season hasn't worked out though maybe Hibs aren't overly physical in midfield so as a team you can get away with that plus at home yeah I think you've got a bit more licence because it's up to us to take the game to the away team. So, great off it all round. Yeah. But again, Shinny, terrific again. Like, yeah. I mean, we we could wax lyrical about him constantly. 
he's just improving all the time. I still think as well there's more to come from him in terms of goals. He's uh, he's touched on it in sports mm-hmm. in the many opportunities he's getting or whether he's been told to shoot. Because um, it's certainly something he's adding to his game all the time. Yeah, I think forward. he's got a great left. I think he's got a great shot on him with oh, that, with uh, that left And I've said it before that he should be scoring more goals. Um, that's the only criticism I was giving for the amount of times he gets forward and has a shot. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, speaking about the battle on Saturday, I think it was just a simple fact of we identified Hibbs' weakness was the defence and decided to have a, a right go at it. And it paid off and Hibbs were dreadful at the back again. Um so much so that I think the scoreline actually flattered tips. It should have been five because Constantine's goal was onside and they get lucky with their goal. Yeah. Um, but, we were pretty clinical um, though. We were pretty clinical. Mm-hmm. It's not like we had a, a barrel load of chances but we were we were taking them. Um, so yeah, that was exactly. important. It, it was, it was just the dominance of the midfield. That was the, the big thing. You know, Shenny yeah, McLean and Christie especially yep. just ran over the top of Hibs um, and they just couldn't cope. So much so that McGinn's only contribution was a shot just before half-time, but I must say that was a key save from Lewis because it keeps the scene on front at half-time, and if they'd got that goal, it might be a different second half, who knows, but yeah, uh, uh, terrific performance, very happy. Yeah, only slight disappointment, it's only a slight disappointment was the, obviously the goal we conceded, because otherwise it would have been three clean sheets in a row. Uh, but that's yeah. just a, that's just been pernickety a wee small small point there because that's what I mean since McInnes said he was staying uh, we've scored eight conceded one mm-hmm. and we have looked like a different team certainly yeah like it's like the weight's been lifted off the shoulders um, from his decision to stay and you know there's no more excuses you know they can't hide behind the McInnes to Rangers uh, rumour anymore they've got a job on they know the manager's there for now and uh you know, it's paying dividends. Um, yeah. But as for the other manager, um, Neil Lennon, um, you always get one or two things when his team loses. He'll either have a go at the referee, as he does against Rangers, or he'll get ripped right into his team and it was yes. a ladder. And, but I kind of see where he was coming from. But to be fair as well, the first thing he did, and he doesn't always do it, was compliment the opposition as well and yeah. say how good we were. So I'll give him credit this time. Aye. Uh, I not a good week for Hibs, uh, though it has to be said they've had a tough, tough run of fixtures. Obviously they played your team, uh, Aidan. Yeah. That was that, that was a better performance though, uh, in that game. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a. I don't know. I don't know if you would say they were tired or not. Um, uh, for me, Hibs do have the have the have the shape up of a good team. I just think that. Uh, on the on the day Aberdeen obviously streets ahead of them. Delighted for Mackay Stephen. I thought his performance on Saturday was absolutely superb. And from seeing what he can do, um, that's the that's the kind of player that I was excited to get when he when we got him from the United. Yeah. Um, obviously, it didn't work out for him on a consistent level at Celtic, but we everybody knew that he had it in him. So if he can get a run of if he can get a run of games and he can get a run of fixtures going where he's playing at that level, then sky's the limit for him. Yeah, definitely. I mean that's the thing we've been talking about all season. Where it's either you stick with Stuart or stick with Christ even give them a run of games and it's going to pay dividends somewhere along the line. Um, so I all good, especially I a nice time as well coming to big well big game obviously next weekend not last weekend coming yeah against his old club. Yeah, um, definitely. I know that was yesterday, but do I go with that? The Celtic game. <laughs> yeah, we'll get that capital punishment out of the way for you, and on you go. Appreciate it. Over to um, you. Where do I start? Don't, don't hold back. Um, the full Michael Stewart treatment. Full Michael, <laughs> the full Michael Stewart. Aye. I mean... For all I can say, it's been coming and this and then and then there's been this and then all oh, the defence is poor, yada yada yada. That's had a game plan and they were absolutely superb yesterday. There's absolutely nothing nothing you can say against that. I thought Hearts were brilliant. Um, Brendan Rodgers said that after the game we were well beat. Um, I think I think Hearts has shown up the vulnerabilities of Celtic's defence. Aye, I mean it's been it's been spoken about for not just this season, even last season. When the, the yeah. role, there's always been that vulnerability in defence. It's just a case of if teams have a go, then 
you can certainly score goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Even at that, I think you can break down the four goals. For, for me, none of them need to be conceded. Take nothing away for the goals. Right? As much as it pains me to say it, that was a cracking finish from Lafferty. Yes, um, it was. Thought he, I thought he did it too early as well. Yep, so did I. But that comes from that comes from Jozo giving him the freedom of Edinburgh. Well, he, it, it, I don't know why he doesn't see the danger of, of the of the striker out wide with all the space in the world, and he's got all the time in the world to take the shot. He could have took another two three touches if he wanted to. Yeah. First one comes from a terrible pass from Dedrick Boyata. Third one, the third one for me is inexcusable. He lets the ball bounce. Aye, shocking. That's good boy stuff, isn't it? Ah, aye, aye. You, you can't let the if you're a centre half, you're dealing with the aerial ball. Never let the ball bounce because that's exactly what happens to you. And for the fourth, I mean, again, we find that we find a defender's caught out of position. He slips, lets the ball go through, and, and also two Gordon's get no reason to make the challenge. Yeah. Um, it's 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 frustrating because I think that I think Hearts deserve to win the game. I think the goals we conceded were sloppy. The goals we have been conceding are sloppy, um, and I think the news that we're gonna get the um, that Martin, Martin Comper, I think the guy's name is. Hi from Leipzig. Red Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah. He's. We have, my understanding is he's doing a medical tonight. I think that's a great move, and I think that's the kind of um, that's the kind of player that we're going to come in, particularly when you consider um, we're only two points clear in the league. Albeit we've got a game in hand, but if Aberdeen win on Saturday, pending it all goes well for his midweek against Partick Thistle, which we can't forget about. If Aberdeen win on Saturday, assuming Wednesday goes well for Aberdeen and and Celtic, Aberdeen go top of the league at Christmas. I think that's alarming for us, and I think we need we need obviously Celtic are the favourites to win the league. They should be. Yeah. We've got a on them this year, I think. I think there's a few questions that probably need to be asked in the game now. Hearts have not been that great recently, right? So where did that performance come oh. from for Hearts from Hearts in the first place? They've obviously had a game plan, right? Um, I think Levine talked about he'd watched Anderlecht and how they managed to get a victory at Parkhead. But I mean, to win four now, that, that that I mean, that, you can see the, the run can maybe end at some point, any point. But uh, just that, I mean. A bit of a crazy result. You say Hearts have been great recently. You say Hearts have been great recently, John, but they've now won three games in a row, so um, they seem to have picked up. I think their tactics were almost forced upon them in a weird way because Suter was um, was suspended and Aaron Hughes only made the bench, so Levine said before the game they thought they might as well go for it and, and how it paid off. I think Hearts were really good and Celtic were really bad. It's definitely a combination of both, but we can't mm. take anything away from Hearts because that was a fantastic performance. Aye, but I think as much as Hearts were winning games, it's not that we're putting in great performances. Well, there was an improvement when they played Dundee. Um, they were all over Dundee last midweek from what I heard in the 2-0 victory. Um, but, yeah, that was a sensational result yesterday. I, thought, I was expecting Celtic to lose sooner rather than later. Um, because they have been dodging a couple of times, you know, with the, the Motherwell game and the Hibs game. I don't think they've been playing great recently. I think this was always coming, um, but not in the manner that it did. What I'm hopeful of is that this is the, the kick up the backside that Celtic only, uh, have been needing. Um, we've got the. We've got, Huge run in the games. We've got. Our, you look at our next, our next five or six games. I think a bunch of them. Well, if you look at even look at the next four games. Next four games: Partick Thistle at home, Aberdeen at home, Dundee away, and Rangers at home. That is. This is going to be a test in a couple of weeks for Celtic, particularly, if particularly because Derek McInnes will have seen that. Graham Murray will have seen that. Graham Murray's a guy that's already had got a point at Parkhead. The, the, these guys are going to be watching that thinking, right, there's how you do it. 
So I think uh, Celtic have got to expect to go up against more of the same. Yeah, I think the thing as well that comes down to, and we've spoken about this before in Celtic Aberdeen games, it's not been often that Aberdeen have pressed enough, uh, which is what Hearts did superbly. I mean, you had players basically surrounding Celtic players as soon as they got the ball, and Celtic mm-hmm. couldn't cope with that because usually Celtic get the freedom at the park whenever they play. Yeah, um, teams just set off them, which and it, we, a few times, not just in this game, but other games whereby Celtic have struggled a bit. Folk are getting in their faces, like Hibs have done it. Uh, you look at some of the European games whereby maybe it was like considered a 50-50 who would win. The Anderlecht game recently, Munchen Gladbach last season as well. When teams press Celtic, mm-hmm. they don't, they, they do struggle with it. So it's something that we spoke about before with McInnes. He needs to do that uh, against Celtic. Not sure him, but as much respect. You give him respect, but you don't give him too much respect. I think that's what he does at times. So, but yeah, it will be Sam. interesting to see what happens in the game next week. That's... Definitely. I think it's a different style of player he needs to have there. Um, obviously, I don't think I don't think um, I don't think Dedrick's comfortable playing the ball with his feet. I think if you've got a Virgil Van Dijk or something like that, I think that's absolutely that's ideal. Yeah. But we don't have that standard of a centre half anymore. Same um, with Gordon as well. Gordon's not comfortable doing it. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, See, at the same time, you've got to remember, you've got to remember the run that they've just came off of. I mean, if you go back to when, if you go back to the last game that Celtic lost against St Johnston a year and a half ago now or so, um, if you say the next time you're going to lose a game is going to be in December 2017, you'd have bit your hand off for it. Oh, definitely. I think Rodgers has been clever as well in terms of the way he's played it. He's given credit to Hearts for the win, but he's also said, look, what you've just said there, the, the run that we've had. So it's maybe just a blip. Um, the thing will be is the fact it's not happened before um, mm. domestically. So how did they recover that way? Um, you've got three home games, mm. though. Much as you've got the games against us, you've got the games against Rangers, it's home, at home. Um, mm. and, and that's the tougher thing for domestic teams uh, is to kind of win there. Um, so... If you said it's... Um, excuse me, Shane, If you said um, to any Celtic fan you're going to go the next 69 games undefeated um, domestically, you'd, everyone would have just laughed. And people talking talk about Scott, standard Scottish football they want, but to go that many games undefeated is is tremendous and Celtic should be proud of getting that Definitely. But um, Everyone would love her. Everyone loves a sixty-nine. Aye, definitely. Yeah, usually followed by a pumpkin. Aye, oh, sorry. Which is <laughs> that, that's where Chris's tweet came in. So Chris, uh, his tweet was basically along the lines of, "Yeah, uh, everyone should have known after a sixty-nine, you're going to get pumped." So. <laughs> fair, fair play to him. But um, I mean, you've got it for all the for. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of upset and a lot of outrage on Twitter. I mean, you 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 look at the look at the highlights. There've been a lot of highlights in that run. I'm I'm terribly sorry to bring these two games up, but you look at the League Cup final last season. Obviously, the Scottish Cup final last season. Um, you're talking about a run that in, included Celtic going to Celtic going to Ibrox and winning five one. Can you imagine? Can you imagine putting that pitching that to a Celtic fan twenty years ago? You know, it just wouldn't have happened. Um, we, it's been a special, special time. Um, obviously, what what I think can happen now is I'm hoping that the stigma of having, of being the invincibles and being every team wanting to beat the streak, um, is now over. I'm hoping that clears clears the heads of the Celtic players a bit, because um, I kind of feel as though that's been. I don't want to say that's what's been causing the the decrease in performances, but it's um it, I think I kind of think it would be quite a heavy burden to bear. It gives I think as well it's team. been complacency as well, because um, there has been times Celtic have changed the lineup, and I think they've been going through. I mean, you've dropped quite a lot of points, but there's not really that worry because Celtic probably know they're going to win the league. Whereas, well, that defeat probably has a wake up call to them. And the fact you're only two points ahead of us, albeit with a game in hand, might think, hold on a minute, we need to get it right together. Um, but hopefully you don't get your act together till after the 23rd of December. Um, I'll, 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 
Sorry? Mine you go. Uh, I'm I'm hopeful that um I mean I'm hopeful that we do we do get our act together. Um because can you imagine if can you imagine we go into that old firm game second in the league? Aye, I'm imagining it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably go, go to sleep tonight and uh, imagine it. Uh, my, my son, earlier we were actually talking about Christmas. He said the only thing he wants for Christmas is a 1-0 uh, for Aberdeen. He doesn't care about any presents that, that would do. I'll probably go to sleep every night dreaming about it, but then I'll wake up on Saturday morning and I'll remember all these terrible defeats we've had um, and then get the fear. We haven't yeah, we haven't picked up a league point at, at Parkhead since October 2004 when John Stewart got the winner. Um, and John Stewart now works at the same place me and Aidan work at. You're Hi, kidding. get him on the Seriously? podcast. Get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Three Johns. Oh, the three the three Johns, yeah. never mind three wise men. The three Johns. Oh, there we go. Oh, be, that would be pure gold. <laughs> Yeah, and Frank and Simpson, Mark, yeah, keep it going. Oh, uh, oh the, the dream. Uh, should mention as well, Aberdeen are uh, undefeated since Eon Jess joined Twitter. The, the legend that is Eon Jess is on Twitter now. So, yeah. aye. Just, we will need, we'll need to get the Celtic fans to report him and get him banned. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think your point, John, about the, the chopping and changing a selection. It certainly has had an impact this season. I don't think he, I don't know whether he doesn't know his best lineup or whether he was he's just trying to keep everyone happy. Because I know you have played a few extra games with the European games, but there has been all right gaps between most of the games. Yeah, I mean, it's you think of think of it this the way I think about it is that you can count on one hand the amount of times Brendan Rodgers. Has named an unchanged eleven, and this while this run's been going on. So I don't know if I wholly agree with that point. And on everybody talks about the problem being Celtic's backline. Backline, with, with, with the exception of a couple of injuries, has been mostly consistent. Doris De Vries has hardly played a game, um, and when Simunovic and Boyata have been fit, it's been those guys. Um, I, mean, I think though, in terms of changes, last year there was changes, but I think there's been, you know, some games this season where you've seen like five, six changes. That, I don't think that does a team. I don't think that does a team any good. No, no, definitely not. I mean, it's, we're kind of in a we're kind of in a losing battle, no matter who you pick now, because for all Beaton's done a job by stepping in, he's not a centre half. Dedrick and Jozo are. Obviously not had the best of times on on Sunday. Um, the only one that really, I mean, wish they can tear me. I mean, you you really don't want them really playing centre half. You want them out. You, you want them doing their full back row because that's where they're best at. Um, obviously they're they're making strides to go in the right direction with that. They're bring it's looking like they're going to bring in this German centre half. Um, I don't think he'll be the only addition, but um, it, it looks as though Brendan Rodgers knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think maybe, um, I mean, maybe as we say, this is probably wake up call domestically because in Champions League, it's apparent that your centre backs um, aren't quite up to standards you need if you want, if Celtic are going to make that next step to last sixteen in the Champions League, um, because that's ultimately what he's been brought in to do. Um, longer term, um, but now that it's getting more exposed domestically, might heighten the f- um, the fact that they're looking to recruit and they've obviously looked as though they're going to start that. So, but yeah, there's no doubt Celtic will you know, recover from this setback and go. They'll probably go another unbeaten run, not as long as '69, mind you. Um, there's probably a joke in there somewhere, but they'll certainly um, kick on, probably go on and win the league, but. Um, if they can just wait until after the twenty third, that'd be that would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> we move on to the one of the other Glasgow teams. Party Thistle. Uh, Party Party Thistle. 
So I last midweek, you're thinking, oh, maybe a wee turning point. They've got a wee win at home. That's good. Let's see how they can follow that up. Yeah, they didn't follow up very well, did they? <laughs> no. no, they certainly didn't. Um, well, not in the positive way. Um, didn't really turn up from what I heard. It was two stonewall penalties, two very well taken penalties. Um, uh, Mark O'Hara took his goal very well. Um, he's in form just now, and I didn't know he's out of contract, so Dundee will be hoping to try and tie him down. Otherwise, um, he'll be in many people's um, Santa's Christmas list this year. I think tie him down might be a bit drastic. I mean, maybe give a new contract, but tie him down, that's a bit severe for trying to keep hold of him. Seems a bit more than that. Is that you falling on from the 6th of the chart? Like, what you're like to mention, <laughs> John? Aye. Oof. You're blushing just now. You're as red as your Aberdeen top. <laughs> don't know where we were going with this. <laughs> we were saying about how you're, you're going to tie down Mark O'Hara. No, 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 no not me. Neil McCann's going to tie him down. Aye, Neil McCann will probably tie him down. Right. Uh, sign a new contract. He's a good player. Uh, mm-hmm. very I do good like player. him. Uh, I think maybe form-wise, he, he has we runs a, a good few games together and then doesn't do anything for ages, but there is a player in there. Still pretty young as well. 22 mm-hmm. I think uh, fair bit of experience as well for his age could be a, a decent acquisition for Aberdeen maybe as a wee squad player or something like that when you think they'll be able to lose maybe well, you think we're going to lose McLean and then Christy go back to Celtic can cover a few positions as well yeah I'm not sure what will happen um, with that, but I think Dundee will do very well to hold them to certainly end the season because um, yeah. he could be a difference between them staying up and going down. So you're going back to that. <laughs> uh, aye, it was a big game because oh. obviously Dundee were only a point ahead. So if I part of this, so could I get any kind of result? At least can I keep some in there? But I, I don't know what's happening with this for this season. It's not like there's been a lot of changes with the team. Um, but just that I think obviously losing Lindsay was a big blow, but you know, as you say, they still had players in there that were capable of stepping in, and they've added actually added to their squad certainly up front. You know, way Spitland, Story, and, and Salmon all came in. Big things expected. They all scored last week. Um, yeah, um, but um, yeah, they were they were really good last week, but then on, on Saturday they were dreadful, um, barely in the game. So I think that sums up the problem just now. And that bad combination of conceding at one end and not hitting the net very often at the other. They're obviously going through a bad time with injuries as well. Things like their captain, he's out long term. Um, Abdul Osman. Um, it's, 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 it's no nice to see. Um, but I think, I think. You know, he's he's a he's a master at survival. Alan Archibald, I think, I I, I think they'll be fine. I mean, they're still managing not to be cut adrift too much, actually, just now because even I mean Hamilton, who had a good spell recently, um, are only six points ahead of them, and Thistle have got a game in hand, which, which seems staggering because it seems like Party Thistle have been dreadful for all, most of the season. Yet Hamilton are like picking up wins, uh, a fair amount of wins. But likes of that, Ross County. Struggling, Dundee, even though they won, are still only four points ahead. Given hand, so it's not like they've been totally cut adrift at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Um, and when they beat no, Celtic, I mean, when they beat Celtic, they'll go over Frost County. So, <laughs> uh. yeah, uh, they play Hamilton Saturday, um, and they'll certainly need three points because um, Hamilton get back to winning ways at the weekend. I don't know what you talk about Ross County. Um, I thought that's, be- that's they would have been better. You've read, that's a script. Yeah. Did you not get the script through? That's why we were all there. <laughs> <laughs> You're too busy uh, thinking about all these kinky sets arts. It's you that keeps up bringing up 69. You get your head out the gutter. It's not like a good number. It's not like... <laughs> oh. Right, let's move on. Uh, aye. <laughs> aye. Um, yeah, Hamilton and Ross Kennedy. What was it about Ho-Ho-Ho earlier? Instance. 
Bare bag ho ho ho. Så er jeg har på en lortskæven er jeg. That's was about it again. To say the least. Yeah, I think the main talking point of this one was um, I think Michael Stewart said Scondras was just doing his best to get sent off. What can he get sent off for this time? Because he punches two players and then holds the referee out of the equation. He maybe just wants a wee drink at Christmas. Uh, a bit of mistletoe and wine. Aye, maybe aye. Um, but yeah, uh, he's certainly got a chance to put his feet up over the um, the next couple of games. Um, stupidity from him. Stupidity. What you guys saying? Do you think he knows it's Christmas? I think it's yeah. a it's, it's brainless from him. Um, I don't know why he does it. I just don't get why he does it. There's no need to do it. Um, I think um, I think Owen Coyle was quite critical of the referee after the game, and for, for all it was, for all it was, his first first outing in the Scottish Premiership. I think he was left with little choice but to send Scondras off, and I think the compliance officer is going to have a lot to say about that, um, because it, particularly because of um, being the referee a good grabbing, I think that's going to that's going to knock him into a bit of trouble. Is it all been set up before that season as well? Probably. Because um, uh, it, it seems to always be on the, on the verge of getting sent off, I think. Yeah. At the end, initial incident, I don't think even included him. I think it was Saris initially. Yeah. yeah it it um, so it was strange, but. Um, and it was actually so bizarre that Darren McKinnon was the peacemaker. He's usually the instigator. Aye, but, um, I, but I did read that he was like saying I wanted to get tore in, but I was already on a booking. So, I, <laughs> um, aye, aye, fair play. But no, yeah, another so. great win for a terrific win for Hamilton. Keep defying everyone. Let's be honest, because um, I don't know one person who didn't think Hamilton would go down at the start of the season. So, might I mean, they still could, maybe, but he might, have. Um, might have been another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's defined everyone as well. Yes. Uh, I'd also Ross County after the initial impact that Coyle had made are not doing terrifically well. No, they're not mm-hmm. horrible we run. Um I think they're looking forward to January and he'll get to make his own changes, so it'll be interesting to see what he does um in January. Um to get his own players in. I know he sort of started with Chris Eagles coming in a short-term contract. Um, if they can get him fit, I think they've got a good player there. But they obviously need to do more if they're going to hold themselves out of trouble. Yeah. Um, so we'll go back to Glasgow, uh, see if we covered Celtic and Partick Thistle. Uh, Rangers, who had obviously been on a nice run, managed to get to four wins in a row. Uh, but yep. St John's managed to pick up their first league win in 46 years at Ibrits. Yeah, Rangers have dropped 16 points at home this season. That's staggering to, to think. Um, from what Bowler Kent's Rangers scored in, that was it for them. They didn't do anything else, and St Johnson thoroughly deserved a win. Terrific strike by Blair Olsen for the first one. Um, oh, yeah. Um, the second the second goal I think is bad defending with Danny Wilson um, but a good header nonetheless from Danny Johnson I forgot I'd actually sign for St Johnson ah, yeah, I forgot um, that as well yeah you'll, you'll enjoy that that goal that moment he was um, part of the Celtic youth he was one of the Celtic youth team going through the ranks so he, he, he'd have loved that moment My, he's a decent player I've seen him a few times for Morton my mate's a Morton fan and he kind of looked a decent player um, so I could be helpful for them though they've actually added another striker that will come soon David McMillan mm-hmm. um, so there was talk that Cummins who actually scored the third goal another good strike as well uh, I spoke about earlier the whole getting it across goal there's talk of him going to I think it was Cork because McMillan's joining so alright yeah, he's not really seen a lot of game time comings this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
he went through a, a period where he was looking pretty good, but um, but then he went completely off the boil. Um, but that might give him confidence, and he's a, a very good strike as well. Um, but a terrific, terrific performance by St Johnson. They've won at Ibrox in the not too distant past when they beat the Tottenham apart in the League Cup a couple of seasons ago. But yeah. um, to end that long hoodoo, um, you know, stretching back to 46 years ago, is um, uh, it's good going. A terrific three points from, and um, maybe their season will kick on from here because um, they have been two stop start. Aye, very inconsistent. Um, but you think as well, even more impressive the result because Rangers went ahead. Um, and you know how difficult it can be at Ibrox and Rangers do go ahead to get back into the game at times. So mm-hmm. I credit to St Johnson there. Uh, Morelos though, another goal. He definitely likes that inside right channel because he could have scored from a kind of similar angle to what he scored in the game last midweek. Mm-hmm. Top scoring in the league. Yeah, he's, he's come back to form after going nearly three months without a goal. Um, yeah, he's starting starting to get back on form. Um, but just a shame for him that a lot the, his teammates couldn't back him up and then went off a, a, a big off day. Um, I'm just when it looked as though again that Marty had put himself forward for um, being appointed permanent manager, they have that setback, which is prompt and Rangers fans say, let's, um, we need a bigger name. And the name Tony Pulis is now getting bandied about because he apparently talked about them, but I don't see that happening. I think no. he's next in line for the next Premier League team that sacks the manager, which I think will probably be Stoke City. Or the Wales job. Yeah. I thought he's maybe one for the Wales job. Uh, I don't know whether he'll go back to Stoke. He was at Stoke before Hughes, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know either if they did get Poulos. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's a good manager, but take a lot to sort out things here. He's going to need a lot of money for starters. Um, someone like Tony Pierce would not come cheap. Definitely. Um, yeah, he's a free agent technically, but you've got to give him the wages that he'd want and give him a good amount of money to give him a chance of competing with Celtic and Aberdeen. Um, Aye, well, the, the talk is though that Whoever does come in doesn't matter anyway because they're not signing players. Mark Allen, the director of football, signing the players. So. That's the other big thing they'll find is that you won't get a, a manager that's managed in the Premier League, a Tony Poulos, a Sam Allardyce. If you tell them that, they will not be interested in the job. I think a lot of managers nowadays want 100% control over their transfers. Yep. Um, I think you look at, you look at like, uh, obviously this is a dramatic example, but you look at what ended up happening with Romanoff at Hearts. I think managers would be extremely cautious and when a director of football is making the final decisions on the signings of the players. Um, I think that's a major stumbling block that Rangers will have if they try to attract the top-class managers. Yeah, I mean, I know it can work out some places, but in Britain it's not really a thing that, is common. Like you look abroad, you look at like some maybe Barcelona. Now I don't even think the director of football really gets a say in who who they're signing. It's the president because you get these elections and they'll promise the likes of in the past Louis Figo or whatever either them or Real Madrid. Um, but then they're Barcelona and Real Madrid. They can basically sign who they want. It's like Christmas. You write down a wee wish list and then you you get it. But um. Whereas that here it's not worth it. I don't know what Man City they've got their kind of set up where they've got the director of football, but I still think Guardiola has a big say in who they sign. Yeah. Right, big thing. Um, yeah, because I think down south, I think some of them have director of football and performance directors, but ultimately comes down to manager who they who they want to bring in. Um, that that's just the bottom line and up. You know, if Rangers are going to make this director of football work, they need to appoint someone who's willing to, to do it. I mean, I, I don't think they've even specified what the, the Arts are going to be doing. I think Hearts was quite clear, um, was that the manager picks the team, the, um, the director of football did the recruitment side. And although when Ian Castle came in, that changed a little bit because Castle was allowed to bring his own players and that didn't work. Um, so I think that needs to be outlined a bit better. Um, in order for, but Rangers... 
need to make their mind up pretty quickly because Murray's coming to the end of the it's coming towards the end of the year when Murray's due to go back to under 20s now are they going to go into this winter break with him continuing with the first team or are they going to actually make their mind up on who they want who knows the circus continues yeah Um, so the only game we've not spoke about Kamarik Motherwell uh, main thing that I thought was when I seen Boyd had scored you just think Chris Boyd scored mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't Chris Boyd mm-hmm. no yeah, it was okay. Scott Boyd mm-hmm. yeah scrappy yeah, yeah. the goal but um, I think apart from that from the, from the moments that I've seen in the game um, the goalkeepers both had great games um, and, and Jamie McDonald's a goalkeeper that, that I do admire. I think he he can he's capable of pulling a rabbit out of a hat sometimes with the saves he can make. Um, he's uh, I think he's underrated in the league. Um, not saying that to be disrespectful to Commander, but I think I'm surprised that the the bigger teams haven't sort of looked at him in his career. He's definitely a very good goalkeeper. Um, the only criticism you can have him is he has a little bit short, so he's not so commanding when the ball's in the box. So I think that's one of the reasons why Hart's getting rid of him. But he's a terrific shot stopper. I mean, the save he pulled off in the second half was when it's come through a ruck of players was a really good save. Yeah. Um, he's made a few top saves this season. He's a very good goalkeeper. And he's having to play very well um, because they sent Cammy Bell earlier. Um, they brought him back. Um early in the season and he's not had a game yet because McDonald's has been so good and I think that McDonald's actually dropped last season for the boy Woodman yeah Woodman is a top prospect though very good keeper Mm -hmm. Um, but it still was a bit surprising because uh, Mm -hmm. McDonald's usually pretty good at Kamarnik yeah home wins um, at Rugby Park or like buses just now I mean they waited a long time for for one now two have come at the one time yeah, clean sheet um, important as well. But, they don't have to mm-hmm. as well for Kilmarnock. Yeah, they're making. Well, Clark's obviously come in and tried to build a solid base to work on, and um, they're pulling slowly away from danger and actually knocking more in the, the door of the top six. Um, whereas Mother will fall and down out of that position. Um, no, they're in a alarming run of form. They need to. I think they need to get to January now and try and replace Moult and a couple others and if they're going to maintain what they, the good work they had earlier in the season otherwise they could be back down there I agree with that um, and Kowalik have got another home game coming up at the weekend as well against Rangers mm-hmm. yep. played a, they, they have played a lot of home games over the season haven't they? Ten. Yeah, it's weird because they had loads of home games at the start of the season and then they went through a run of only really playing away from home because of the way the fixtures worked out and the fact they had to move their games with hearts. Yeah. Mm. Shall we move on to predictions? Yeah. Um, so... Obviously, get a Wednesday game, but we're not doing production for that. So, Saturday we spoke about Kilmarnock Rangers, which is the first game of the weekend. Half 12 kick off at Rugby Park. Kilmarnock are 19 to 5. The draw is 3 to 1, and Rangers are 8 to 13. John. I'm going to be bold and go for a three in a row for Kilmarnock. I think they're going to win 1 0. Okay. Baden. I think that I think that Rangers will just have too much for Kilmarnock. I'll, I'll go for a a two-one Rangers. Uh, I'm going to sit on the fence and go for one all, based on Rangers' away form is far better than the home form. Um, but uh, so next up we've got Partick Thistle against Hamilton. Big big game. The home team are thirteen to ten. Draw is twelve to five. And Hamilton are 19-10. Aiden. 
Um, I'm going to go with Hamilton. I think they'll be boys from the re- from the result of the weekend. Found a bit of fighting spirit. I think they'll carry that on. I'll go for one 0 Hamilton. Uh, John, I'll go with a Desmond for this one. A Desmond. Okay, two two. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a draw as well, but I'm going to go just for one all. Um, let's stop. Motherwell and Dundee. Motherwell are 23 to 20, draws 12 to 5, and Dundee are 11 to 5. Hey, John? Um, I'm going to go in the fence with this one as well. I'm going to go 1 1. Aiden. I'll go goalless in this one, nothing each. Nothing each. Uh, I am going to go for Motherwell to get back to winning ways, and I will go for 2 1 to Motherwell. Uh, next up, we have St Johnson versus Hearts. St Johnson are 15 to 8, which is pretty decent odds considering the, uh, the one they just had. Draw is nine to four and hearts are seven to five. Aiden? See this is difficult. Both coming off of big wins. Um if hearts carry on they'll win. I think that's um that's a dead set. Um will they carry it on? I don't think they will. I'll in fact no. Looking at the house and Johnson are playing at home. 2 0 hearts. 2 0 hearts, right, okay. Uh, John? I'm going to go with an away win as well, but a little bit closer. I'm going to go 1 0 hearts. Uh, I'm going for another draw. I'm putting a lot of draws for these pictures. I'm going 1 0. Uh, much as St Johnson's home form has been pretty terrible. Um, it's got to change at some point, I would think. Next uh, up. Hibs versus Ross County. Hibs are one to two. The draw is sixteen to five, and Ross County are five to one. Uh, John. Uh, Hibs back to winning ways. Three one. Three one. Uh, Aiden. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would pretty much agree with that. I think Hibs will be buoyed by the the ball of Neil Lennon. Um, I'll go for 4-0. Oof. Uh, I'm going to go wow. for 2-1 at Hibs. Uh, and then last up, we have Celtic versus Aberdeen. Uh, Celtic 1-3, draw is 4-1, and Aberdeen are 7-1. Um, Aiden? As much as I'll take a 1-0, um, <laughs> I'll... Um, I think it'll be a difficult game. I think Aberdeen will look at what at what happened on Sunday, and I think they'll they'll learn from that. Um, I think I I'll go for a I'll, I'll go for a home win. I'll go for one nil. John, believe it or not, before the um, the Hearts result yesterday. I was going to tip a Christmas miracle and go for an Aberdeen victory and get off that fence, but um, that result's changed things, so I'm going back on that fence. Um, I'm going to go 1-0. Yeah, Optimistic will end the um, the run of losing games at Parkhead in the league. Aye, I'm going one always way. That's just purely, I can't even uh, bring myself to say that Aberdeen will lose. No, but I do think we can get us out. Um Aye, there's nothing from day games really, unless we take Hibs, but Hibs are too short odds, I would say. Um, charity bet. So, do we take Air again at 17 to 20 at Airdrie? It's difficult not to, the way, I mean, they just keep scoring goals, Airdrie and they. Very good just now, they're near the bottom of the league. Um, I, I would be more than happy to go where. Um, 
I think we'll leave their goal scorers this week though for first goal scorers. I've got one in mind. I'll tell you a bit in a minute. Okay. Um, so, who else do we want to go for along with Ayr? Are we going to treble again? Seeing as we've got that decent amount so far. I think we might get a decent bet on St Mirren away to Queen of the South. Possibly. St Mirren, top, St. Mirren are top of the league, Queen of the South is at third. Might get that, that could be tasty. 8 to 5. Um, it could be an option. Possibly. What about Dundee United at home at Livingston, 37-40? Could be good because Dundee United are undefeated in 24 of the last 26 home matches. Could be a bet then, yeah. Um, and Livingston's away from so-so. It's not been great recently. First two of the last three. So I, I think Dundee United would be a good shout. I'm too happy with that. I'd agree with that. The 37-40. So it's Dundee United near definite. Are we going with St. Man as well? Or should we look elsewhere? Uh, we'll have a look. We might just end up taking them and then we've all picked one each. Which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Aye. Uh, I was looking at Mintrolls but they're playing Sterling Albion so we need to touch that game yeah plus it would end up uh, let's see Peterhead versus Ken Beast is pointless because it's 90-20 aye I was looking at Wraith Rovers they're 11-8 at our broth that's what I was just thinking about there actually um, Wraith Rovers are second in the league only lost two games I think that's potentially a better shout than Because um, uh, Queen of South have picked up decent kind of wins recently. Mm-hmm. So if we were to take those three, so 70 to 20, 37 to 40, 11 to 8, £10 on that would give us a nice return of, well, it'd be £84.58, obviously, when we, when we win the bet. Uh, we'll just get £74.50 because <laughs> we don't get the steak back. So I think that looks pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. That would be lovely. We'd be rocking around the Christmas tree if that came in. Oh, we would. We would. First goal scorer, Rory McAllister. Yes. Um, I was actually reading an article about him, I think it was last week before the podcast. And we're talking about has there been a better scorer in the lower leagues over the last five years than Rodney McAllister? In terms of consistency. Mm-hmm. So, Probably not. Um, I think he's a good shout. Yeah, there's no arguments with me on that. Uh, with that. So, aye, we'll get the odds for that. Friday probably it's usually Friday that the odds come from that so this will be potentially the last podcast till the new year we don't know yet I don't know whether we will fit one in next week or not just because obviously Christmas Day is on a Monday we generally record on a Monday Boxing Day folk can Obviously move. depends on how the Celtic Aberdeen game goes on Saturday. Oh, aye, aye. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's a yeah. if Aberdeen win, then there's a podcast on Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> to, to, be, <laughs> to, be, to be honest, uh, my Jack, I, I can't do that one. I'm on Christmas night. Out. But uh, aye, I don't, I don't know when we could we could possibly get one in next week. We'll try, but we'll open obviously. Aye. Uh, aye. We'll wait and see. We can chat about it off here and in the group chat, but. We might squeeze one in, because obviously there's the old firm game. And, um, I nearly said Hogman 8, it's Hogman Eve, technically. Because <laughs> it's the 30th rather than the 31st. So it'd be yeah. good to get one in before then if we could, but nah, we can't promise anything. Uh, we should mention as well, uh, Footy Gaffer, uh, Hearts fan, 
been on the podcast like a few times. He was partying with Anne Bunch yesterday. And Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so he, he did look like he had a good time. But yeah, actually looked like um I thought it was actually Ronnie Ronnie the Cory. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it's in a photographer. Uh, <laughs> no, not the gaffer. But aye, he couldn't make oh, it tonight because he, he's away in London loving up. <laughs> Is he having a 69 man budget? Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh. oh. That is terrible. Oh, you've oh, taken that sorry, too far. That's bad. Oh, dear. Oh. Oh, edit that out. Edit Oh, edit. Oh. Get. Oh, my God. Christmas balls out and everything. Oh. Oh, my God. That's no. That's yeah. no I can't. That's no I can't. Too, too far, did I? Sorry. Aye. A bit too far, there, Aye. See, we, we. I don't think we mentioned names earlier, but. My God. Pod, pod, <laughs> one of the members of the podcast team. And. Oof. I'm not I'm not the pain. I can't even repeat I'm not no. the pain well, like that. Oh dear. Well, no, we'll keep that in. Ideal, especially at Christmas, the end of the year you always get the bloopers. Uh, so my <laughs> that there you are, blooper of blooper of the year. Um, oh, so. the most wonderful time of the year. Well, it will be for someone, I <laughs> Who knows what you'll get in your Christmas stocking? what you'll get out your Christmas talking more like <laughs> um, so I if we know well we're not going to be on before Christmas day so we know that much we'll have a good Christmas folk uh, apart from Celtic fans you've not to have a good Christmas because you're going to lose on Saturday um, so I then oh yes screwed uh, you what do you mean this Santa what, what colour does Santa wear Ah, that's right, yeah. He's a uh, uh, Santa, Santa is an Aberdeen fan, isn't he? Aye, uh, definitely. So, <laughs> I mean, it's only, only fair um, that Dietrich Boyata gifts us three points. Um, <laughs> and Santa comes from um, a cold part of the world. So that ties in as well with Aberdeen. Yep. Uh, he likes to get my golf as well, I believe. <laughs> really? Uh, I've never heard oh, stories I... of Santa and his golf. Ah, uh, he likes a hole in one. Um, my Mrs. Santa Claus. So, alright. Dear me. Right, so, how many Christmas tunes did you manage to get in the the podcast? I will need to count after it. Um, I don't think there was as many as last year. No. I I I was just leaving you to it. To be fair, I think Aiden put in a few as well. Um, but uh, no. So uh, yeah, everyone have a good Christmas. Yeah, some of us have that Christmas spirit. Uh, you've got too, you've got far too much of it. Yeah. Usually me, I'm on the red wine as well. I've been, I've been all right. But you, <laughs> what have you been drinking? Um, I don't think Jolly Orange has a lot. Well, you need to stop drinking that Jolly Orange. Get on to the hard stuff. Aye. Aye, what summer fruits? Don't know. Maybe get you a bit of fizz in your life. <laughs> aye. <coughs> so, aye. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Have a good Christmas, everyone. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers. Ho ho ho. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.